Um, so, yeah, I, so I had this whole thing of like, all right, I'm going to give this prophetic word. So I got to tell you what happened the other day. Like a couple days ago, I had this dream, right? And in this dream, Chris was standing up here in a blue shirt, and Tony was standing up here in an orange shirt and white pants, and I heard them start speaking about this next season of fire and leadership and authority. This literally happened like Thursday, and I was like, the Lord is speaking. I must write it down. So I wrote it down. Okay. I'm like, this is the word, right? And so I'm like, all right, before I speak, I'm going to give this prophetic word that like... Yeah, I wouldn't make it up. Yeah. Literally, like Thursday, I think it was Thursday into Friday, I fell asleep, and then, yeah, it was you right here, Mama Tony was right here, in blue and orange, talking about exactly what you talked about, so I literally wrote it down, like, Paige, doesn't it say prophetic word right there? See? See, the Lord's speaking. See, she was going to wear something. He was going to wear something. They changed clothes. I was like, yo, I'm just going to wear this because it's holy. So it's fine. Um, So everybody just lift up your hands. Jesus, we just thank you for who you are. God, we honor you. You're so good. You're so great. And we love you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being with us always. And we honor you in your presence. In Jesus' name, all God's people said. Amen. Uh, Miss Wanda, can you do me a favor? Can you go in there and grab me a water real quick? That would be fantastic. So thank you so much. Um, so I wanted to give a quick update on Kids Church. Um, you guys know I run the kids ministry here. Um, if you walk in there, there's a giant pirate ship in there right now. If you come here on Wednesday night, you see a giant sail and ocean waves and beach on the wall. Um, that's all my doing. So um, today, uh, they're going to be in good hands. Mr. Jordan's going to be teaching. Captain Jordan, he's going to be, um, he's going to be the pirate captain of the day. Um, yes, yes, come, 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 come up, come up here, come up here, come up here, Wanda. See, it's fine. See, you get tricked. You get tricked. You give me water. You get tricked. Thank you for the water. So, question, question, Wanda. Okay, why did you get me water? Because you asked for it. Okay, but why? I could ask you to go like outside. Are you going to do that? Maybe. Well, that's probably true. But why? Because you asked for it. So are you just, is it just like an honor to my words or what is it? I mean, it depends on what you're asking for. Yes. <laughs> well, I just asked for water. That's okay. Yeah, I can get you water. Okay, great. That's all I needed. Okay. It, it, it'll make sense in a minute. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for getting my water, Miss Wanda. You are incredible and we appreciate you and we love you. you. I want you to remember that. See, yeah, give, give Miss Wanda a hand. She's so great. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, the cup was worth it. Um, I always like to get cool little titles for my message because it doesn't really matter, but I like to think that it sounds cool. So um, I love reading the word and I love reading stories that are like three verses, but pack like the biggest punch that you've ever seen in your life. Those are my, some of my favorite verses. So if you have your word, if you have your Bible, or you have your phone that you're going to turn to, your digital Bible action, um, I want you to turn to 2 Samuel chapter 23. 2 Samuel 23, okay? And this is one of my favorite, um, this is one of my favorite passages of Scripture, um, that is out there. I'm going to read from the Amplified because, I don't know, I like it. And I'm speaking, so I get to choose what I'm reading from, I think. I think that's how that works. So Second Samuel 23, verse 13. Okay? 
So it says, then the three, okay, three of David's mighty men, of the 30 chief men went down and came to David at harvest uh, in the cave of Adullam, while an army of Philistines was encamped in the valley of Raf- I think that's Rafam. I don't know. The words in the Bible are sometimes hard. All right. David was then in the stronghold, and the garrison of the Philistines was then in Bethlehem. And David had a craving, said, "Oh, that someone would give me water to drink from the well of Bethlehem." Uh, Miss Wanda, was this from the well of Bethlehem? Unreal. I was hoping for the well of Bethlehem water that would make this message much better, but it's okay. It says, which is by the gate. So the three mighty men broke through the camp of the Philistines, drew water from the well of Bethlehem by the gate, and carried it and brought it to David. But he would not drink it, but he poured it out. And I love what it says in the Amplified Version. But he poured it out in worship to the Lord. And he said, far be it from me, O Lord, that I should drink this. Is this not the same as the blood of the men who went to risk their lives. So he did not drink it. These things the three mighty men did. Now, you just think, well, that's a cool story. These guys went from a cave, busted through an army, went to a well. Wait, hold on. Wait, what? This guy asked for a cup of water that would be like here to, I don't even know how far that is. We'll just say it's like across the street. But there's an entire army between where they are and where they were going. Okay, And David said, I wish for a cup of water. You know what I would have said? Um, David, I don't know if you're aware. There's a giant army right there. I can't get you a cup of water. But that's not what we read. It just goes right in. So the three mighty men broke through the camp of the Philistines and drew water from the well. Wait. These three dudes beat an entire army for a cup of water? For a cup of water. And then what do they do? I have to assume they didn't kill all of them on the way there. So what do they do? They drew the water, and then they got to turn around, and then what? Now they got to go back through the same army. I mean, unless they killed them all the first time around, which in that case, congratulations, that's pretty awesome. Right? Right? you got to come back through the army, get to this place where David is, and then when you get there, he goes, oh, yeah, that, that, that water was, we're just going to pour that out. We're going to pour that out. We're going to pour that water out. But why do they do it? Why do they get the water? Everybody say, honor. Everybody say, honor. See, the mighty men of David understood what it meant to honor the presence of the king. They understood what it meant to honor the presence of the king and honor the words of the king and honor the leader that he was. I believe the three mighty men, Joseph, Eleazar, Shema, they just went. They were like, okay, let's go. Let's go. We are ready to take on this army, right? I believe it was no hesitation. Why? Because they believed in honor. Because they understood what honor meant. Now, I told you their names. Josheb. I wish people just had normal names like Josh. Or Wanda. Or Tony. That would, that would make things much easier. 
But if you look at what their names mean, and I'll just read it in reverse, right? Shema, Eleazar, Joseph. You ready? Astonished that my God has helped in, the, in dwelling in rest. Astonished that my God has helped by dwelling in rest. And if you look at the word astonished, that word astonished literally like translates to honor. They were honored that God had helped, right? And so I got, I got to tell you something. The last time I spoke up here a few months ago, I talked about communion. Who was here when I talked about communion? Yeah, okay, good. About four people, that's great. Fantastic, all right, we're doing better now. We got about 25 people here, all right, praise Jesus, all right. Um, but the last time I talked about communion, and I talked about communion being a lifestyle, I got a secret for you, right? Without honor, you can have no communion. I'm gonna say that again, okay? Without honor, there can be no communion. I know that's like really deep and really heavy, and that's okay, right? Without honor, you can have no communion. So I asked myself, would they do it again? Would the mighty men of David go do that cup of water again? Miss Wanda, if I asked you to go get me another bottle of water, would you do it? Of course she would. Why? Because she's honoring the person who is up here right now. See, that's why she got the water. Am I thirsty? Yeah, a little bit. But, but why did she go get the water? Because she's choosing to honor me. Right? That's so, that's so nice of her. She didn't have to do that. She'd be like, no, Josh, go get your own water. I'd be like, okay. Just scurry off, go get water, come back. So I asked, would they do it again? The answer is, you better believe it. The mighty men of David would go get the water again. Now, if you've ever been to lunch with me, some of you have, some of you have not. If I see somebody who's in a military outfit or their hat says like veteran, you know, I will stop what I'm doing, right? I don't make a big deal about it, but I will stop what I'm doing I will go over and I will put my hand out and I will shake their hand. A lot of times like elbow bumps now, you know, people are a little hesitant about handshakes now. But I do it every single time. And every single time, I always go say, thank you for what you do. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you've chosen to do. Because without you, I can't be up here preaching the gospel. I can't. It's because people fight for our country that, that we can come up here, that we can worship, that we can worship freely, that we can come and preach the gospel, spread the good news, do signs, miracles, wonders, prophesy, all that stuff is because A, God is good, and B, because we have a military that cares about us. That's just facts. So if you're ever with me, and it's funny, I will stop the conversation. I will just get up and go and shake their hand and say, thank you for what you do. I appreciate you. What am I doing? I'm choosing to honor the position of who they are. There is no repercussion. I don't want them to buy my lunch. I don't want them to buy me a soda. I don't want them to do anything. I just am choosing to honor. There's several people in here who are in the military and I bet you if I asked one by one, would you do it again? <laughs> they would say no. See, there we go. See, it makes the message real perfect right there. Right? 
I would say 99% would say in a heartbeat, they would do it again. They would do it again. Why? Because they understand what honor is in their life. And they understand that honor is not just something that you can give or something that you can do, but just like communion, honor is a lifestyle. Honor is a lifestyle. So the question is, what do we honor? What do we honor? You know, the first thing we honor is his presence. How many love the presence of the Lord? This is a house that honors the presence of the Lord. Pastor Chris and Mama Tony could have been up here for the entire time I was supposed to be preaching. And you know what I would have done? Nothing. You know why? Because they're just honoring the presence of the Lord. That's not my place to be like, no, I'm supposed to speak. You see, I have notes. (laughs) I am ready. I am ready. Right? But in this house, we choose to honor the presence of the Lord. We choose to honor the presence of the Lord. Exodus chapter 3, verse 5, we very common passage of scripture. Moses sees the burning bush. Side note, can you imagine what that experience would have been like? Moses lived in the desert like we do. If you just see a bush catch on fire, that was probably not an uncommon thing because it's hot. But what was interesting was he said, he sees a burning bush and it wasn't consumed. So now I have to look. Now he has to go check it out. And this is what happens. Then God said, verse five, do not come near. Take your sandals off your feet, amplified version, out of respect, because the place which you stand is holy ground. Now, Mama Tony, have I been to your house? Yes, I have. Several times. I've ate dinner there. I've played games there. I've done lots of fun things there. I love going to your house. It's always fun. Except she lives in Mexico, and I live in Canada. I take my passport and check it both ways to go to her house, you see? But see, when you go into Mama Tony's house, you walk in the door, you see a bunch of shoes right there. So what do you do? You take off your shoes. Some of your houses, you might not take off your shoes. Some of your houses, you probably do take off your shoes. But you know what? As crazy as I am, this is a dude in a burgundy tie and purple hair, right? And about as crazy as they come. There is a 0% chance that I would not take off my shoes. I am not even brave enough to walk into Mama Tony's house and not take off my shoes. No, I'm just walking in here because I can. (laughs) And now Mama Tony has grace. and She might be like, hey, Josh, I love you dearly, son. But I'm going to need you to take off your shoes. And it would probably be just like that. And then when I didn't take off my shoes, she'd be like, Josh, you got two choices. Take off your shoes and get out of my house. There's a third choice. We ain't going to go in there because I can't say some of the words that might be coming from that spot. So, yeah, we're not even going to that third choice. But it ain't even getting to the first choice. Why? Because I choose to honor. Because I choose to honor. I honor her house. And also, your feet are nasty. They are gross. I don't like feet. I don't like your feet. I don't even like my feet. They're gross. All right? So just keeping it 100, your feet are gross. So that's why we take off our shoes. Okay? 
So, but I say that there has not been one time where somebody's house where they say, can you take off your shoes? Do I just walk in there like I own the place? Like, no, I ain't taking off my shoes. Why? Because I honor their presence and I honor their house. So when, so when Moses approaches the presence of God and he says, take off your sandals, I guess Moses could have rolled up there with his shoes on. I don't know what would have happened. It would have been a cool story, I'm sure. But what happened? Moses understood honor. He understood honor. And he had a lifestyle of honor. You know, another thing that we honor, we honor our leaders. Okay? Now, I'm not saying that you agree. I'm sure there's things that me and Pastor Chris disagree on. I'm sure there's things. He's like, not one thing. We, are, we agree on 100%. That's why we're on a team, right? Well, I don't know either. It's fine. But, see, we honor our leaders. If you look at David's relationship with Saul, it's a really interesting dynamic. 1 Samuel chapter 24, okay? 1 Samuel chapter 24. And I'm just going to skip down a little bit, Okay? Um, let's go with verse three. On the way, he came to the sheepfolds where there was a cave, he being Saul. And Saul went in to relieve himself. Now David and his men were sitting in the cave's innermost recesses. David's men said to him, behold, this is the day of the Lord, which he said to you, behold, I will hand over your enemy to you and you shall do to him as seems good to you. So David arose in the darkness and stealthily cut off the hem of Saul's robe. Afterward, David's conscience bothered him because he had cut off the hem of Saul's robe. Now, side note, Saul was looking for David. He was going to kill him, in case anybody didn't know. He was going to be done, right? Because he knew that David was the anointed one. He knew that. And so he said to his men, the Lord forbid that I should do this to my master, the Lord's anointed, to put out my hand against him, since he is the anointed of the Lord. So David strongly rebuked his men with these words and did not let them rise up against Saul. Saul got up, left the cave, and went on his way. David also got up and went out of the cave and called after Saul, my Lord, the king. And when Saul looked behind him, David bowed with his face to the ground and laid himself face down. David said to Saul, why do you listen to the words of the men who say David seeks to harm you? Behold, your eyes have seen today how the Lord had given you into my hand in the cave. Some told me to kill you, but I spared you. I said, I will not reach out my hand against my Lord, for he is the Lord's anointed. Look, my father, indeed, see the hem of my robe See the hem of your robe in my hand. Since I cut off the robe, I did not kill you. Know and understand that there is no evil or treason in my hands. I have not sinned against you, though you are lying in wait to take my life. Then he goes on and on, but I love what Saul says. Verse 16, when David had finished saying these words to Saul, Saul said, is this your voice, my son David? Then Saul raised his voice and wept. He said to David, You are more righteous and upright 
in the Lord's eyes than I. For you have done good to me, but I have done evil to you. You have declared today the good that you have done to me. For the Lord put you in my hand, but you did not kill me. So I read that story. Why? Because it was an example of David understanding what honor is to a leader he didn't agree with and a leader who was out to get him and a leader who might have put him in some bad positions. But you know what he chose to do? He chose to honor. He chose to honor. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not saying honor in an unhealthy way. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what David did, right? But David understood, and David knew his place, right? And his place was to honor. I'm going to say something. I can only speak for me. I can't speak for you. I don't really care whether we agree or disagree with Mr. President Biden. But I guarantee you, if he walked in this room, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to honor the man. I'm going to honor him. I'm going to bless him. I'm going to pray for him. I'm going to get him whatever he needs. Why? Not because I agree with everything that he agrees with, because that's not the case. I don't care who you voted for. Really, this has nothing to do with politics at all. What does it have to do with? Honor. It has everything to do with honor. See, that's what's missing in politics right now. It's why nobody can agree. It's because there's no honor. There's no honor. So what do you have? You just got one side of the room and the other side of the room yelling at each other at who's going to play Red Rover first. That's all it is. Why? Because there's no honor. There's no honor. One side just yells at the other side and the other side just yells at the other side. Guess what? You're all wrong if there's not honor. Sorry. Not sorry. That's just facts. But like I said, if he walked through those doors, just like a bride walking down on her wedding day, I would stand up. I would clap for him. I would honor him. I would pray for him. Why? Because that's what God's called us to do. Live a lifestyle of honor, church. What do we sing about? I didn't, I didn't talk to Chris about what songs they would sing this week and what did every single song have to do with honor. There was words in one of the songs almost took out the stand. It's fine. We're all right. Right. But one of the songs literally said honor, honor, honor. We choose to honor. What are we seeing? Be lifted high, be lifted higher. What are you saying? Jesus, I honor your presence. I honor who you are. Another thing that we honor is his word. We honor the word. See, that's what was great about the mighty men of David. What did they do? They honored the presence of the king. They honored the leadership of the king. And they honored the words of the king. All of that to go get a cup of water that he ended up pouring out. Right? But what's really interesting, if you look at Noah. Oh, good old Noah. Right? But what did Noah do? Noah, build a boat. Build a gigantic, like, I don't even know how big, huge, clearly huge, because you had, like, the San Diego Zoo in there. Had to be a big boat. Build a boat because it's going to rain. Now, side note, 
The earth hadn't seen rain like that. So when Noah comes and says, hey, guys, uh, Noah here, it's going to rain. They're like, what is rain? What is this that you speak of? And he's like, yeah, it's going to rain. <laughs> okay, Noah. Okay. Noah's a little crazy. Don't listen to Noah. He says there's this thing called, called rain. It's coming. So what does Noah do? Starts to build a boat. Now, I don't know about you. I'm not the most handy of men. We'll assume that Noah was like the most handiest of men there are. This dude built a boat for 40 years. 40 years this dude built a boat. I will be 33 in October. That would be the entirety of my life plus some years. Of telling people, oh, but Vicky, it's going to rain. Okay, Noah. <laughs> All right. All right. And then what happens? Noah chose to honor the words of the Lord and build a boat. And then what happened? Spoiler alert for those of you who have not read the first seven chapters of Genesis. Rain came and a lot of it. And what happened? The Lord flooded the earth. And there was eight, eight people who survived. Only eight. Only eight why? Because one man chose to honor the words of the Lord. If you, if you go tell this story real quickly, if you look at 1 Kings chapter 18, Elijah tells Ahab, Elijah had just called fire down from heaven. Elijah goes to Ahab and goes, go eat and drink for there's a sound of heavy rain. Uh, there was a drought similar to Noah's time, there was, there was no rain happening. And so it says, Elijah told his servant, go look and see if you see any clouds. They lived in Las Vegas, clearly. He walked out there and was like, nope, there ain't no clouds. So he comes back, and he's like, Elijah, there's no clouds. You just told this man there's going to be a giant rain, and there's no clouds. Go back and see if there's a cloud. So he goes in there. Whoosh. Nope, no clouds. And it says he went back seven times. Seven times he went back. And then the last time he comes back and says, Elijah, I see a cloud the size of a man's hand. But what happened? The servant could have just stopped and been like, okay, Elijah, I've been out there 55 times already because he probably would have exaggerated for sure. He's like, they've been out there 55 times, and there's no clouds. Why do you keep sending me out? But he honored the words of the prophet. He honored the words of the Lord. And what happened? Elijah, I see the cloud the size of a man's hand. All right. I do this every time I preach. I get to be the bearer of bad news. Sorry. Not really sorry. Some of you have prophetic words that the Lord has spoke to you. Okay? Some of you have prophetic words. And just like what Mama Tony and Pastor Chris said, we're on the season where dreams are becoming reality. And some of those dreams becoming reality are, the, are, are what the Lord has spoke to you. But there's a key that you need to unlock the door. 
Some of us need to choose to honor to release the prophetic word. To let the prophetic word open up like floodgates. There's a position of honor that some of us need to take. But, but Josh, you don't understand what they did to me. You don't understand what they said to me. But we choose to honor. You see, I've had some situations that's happened in my life over the last couple years. Some of you know, some of you don't know. Some of you don't need to know. It's fine. Real talk. But in all, in every situation, whether I agreed or disagreed, I've chose to honor. I've chose to honor. And guess what? I am in the best place that I could be right now. Why? Because I chose to honor. Because I chose to live a lifestyle of honor that says, I honor you. I honor you. And what's the Lord doing? The Lord's saying, son, I'm honoring you now. My job just offered me full time last week. Why? Not because I'm the greatest at it, because I'm actually kind of not good at it, to be honest with you. (laughs) Trying to figure out why I'm still bad. I don't understand. But the Lord says, Josh, I'm choosing to honor you in your workplace, in your family, within your relationships. Why? Because I've chosen a lifestyle of honor. That's what it comes down to. Miss Vicky, if you could come, that'd be awesome. See, here's the thing. Honor isn't easy. You might have to fight an army and then come back and fight the same army going back the other way. All for a cup of water. But it might be uncomfortable. I got good news for you. You might even look stupid. You might look dumb honoring people. There are some people who think because I would honor the president that I would look dumb. That I would look dumb for honoring him because we do or don't agree with him. Right? You can be uncomfortable. You can look stupid. And like I said before, they might not even honor you back. But I got good news for you. Honor brings freedom. Honor brings breakthrough. Honor may be the keys that unlock your destiny. They might be the keys that unlock your destiny. I'm going to tell this story. Me and a friend of mine, oddly enough, that friend of mine did worship with Pastor Chris several, several years ago. Her name is Susie. I love her so much. She's so great. And we were doing this little prophetic exercise, doing a little treasure hunt, right? What is God saying over somebody? And then we'll go tell them. So what I felt like was we got to go find Eric. Eric. All right. And we got to honor Eric. That was the word that I got. We got to go honor Eric. So we asked God, all right, God, where's, where's Eric? We felt like God said Costco. So what do we do? I went to Costco, walked into Costco, walked around like I was buying something because you look weird if you're not, you know, just look at, Hey, are you Eric? No. Okay. And we, we asked a couple people, Hey, Hey, what's your name? Chris. Oh, thanks, Chris. How you doing? Have a nice day. (laughs) Hey, what's your name? Noah. Oh, no, not Noah. No, I'm not looking for Noah. We walked all the way through this Costco, and guess what? We didn't find Eric. 
Did I miss it? Maybe. Maybe. So we're driving back down Charleston. We're on the, in Summerlin. And we get to the Boca Park area. There's a little McDonald's right there. And Su- Susie was driving. I said, Susie, I don't know why, but I feel like we're supposed to go to McDonald's. She's like, okay. So we went to McDonald's. We get in. Yeah, thanks for calling. Thanks for calling McDonald's. What'd you like for today? I'm like, um, yeah, I have no idea. So she's looking at me. Like, what are we ordering? We're just sitting here. So I'm asking the Lord, Lord, what am I ordering? A Big Mac. No, the Lord said, what would you order? That's what he said. I don't even like Big Macs, but I was like, a Big Mac meal, large, with a Dr. Pepper extra ice, because that's what I always drink. So we come up, I hand my card, we pay for it, boom. Get the food, and I'm like, now what am I, I'm not hungry. I don't want this Big Mac. I might drink the drink, but we pull around, we see this homeless guy sitting on a curb and I could see that he already had a bag of McDonald's and a large drink the Lord said give it to him anybody ever try to debate with Jesus you lose every time Uh, but God there must be another homeless man oh praise Jesus it's fine everything's okay everything's fine everything's okay Um, I said but God he already has he already has stuff there must be another homeless man thank you and he said no 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 give it to that man so we went up to him I said hey man i know this might be weird i said i i, I believe i i hear from jesus and i believe he wants me to give you something he wants me to give you this food right here i didn't do anything to it here's my big mac from french fries and a large doctor he's like oh my gosh that's my favorite what's your name this is it this is eric i've made it we've nailed it we found our guy he wasn't at costco but we found him my name's tony (laughs) i see that you already have another bag you know what's weird if you ever do a prophetic exercise and somebody comes back to you and says, you know it's weird, you know, you're, you know you've made it. Like, the Lord's doing something. Guy goes, you know it's weird? These other two people, one looked like you. I had like a beard and long hair, and this other guy had a beard and long hair, my friend. He said, this other guy came up and was like, he believes in Jesus, and he believes God wants me to give him something. And he gave me this food. And I was like, oh. And he said, but then I got sad. And I was like, why? That's awesome. He goes, because my uncle Eric doesn't have anything to eat. And I was like, what? And he goes, my uncle Eric's right over there. And I wanted to get him his favorite, which was a Big Mac, large fries. And he goes, what is that drink again? I go, oh, that's my favorite. That's Dr. Pepper with extra ice. And he goes, really? Yeah. That's Uncle Eric's favorite drink, too. And I had this black hat on. It was like nothing. It was like I bought it at Walmart or something. And he's like, oh, my gosh, your hat looks so cool. Like, it's a black hat. What? Okay. And I felt like the Lord said, honor him and give him your hat. I said, do you want it? And he goes, 
yeah. And so he takes the hat and put it on his head. And he felt so honored. He said, you know what? I feel like a son right now. I feel like a son. It just broke me because I understood what God was saying, which was I'm going to choose to honor the sons and daughters, even the ones that may be overlooked. Some of you might feel overlooked, but let me tell you, because you've chosen to honor, God's choosing to honor you. So let's just, everybody just stand with me. I know this is a little different and I'm a little crazy. I spilled my water and everything is fine. But just lift up your hands. And in whatever words that you choose, I want you to honor the presence of God. Just honor the Lord Almighty. He's so worth it. He's worth the praise. He's worth the honor. He's worth the glory. Jesus, we just thank you for who you are. And God, I just bless Tony and Eric right now. I don't know where they are. I've never seen them again. But I just honor them. They are sons of the King. And I bless this house. This is a house that honors your presence, Lord. We choose to honor you. You're so good. You're so great. And God, if there's any unforgiveness in our heart, God, or if there's any uh, uh, roadblocks that's held us back from our destiny, Jesus, we choose honor. We choose honor because we know that honor is the breakthrough, that honor brings freedom, that honor is the keys to our destiny, Jesus. You're so good. And God, just like the mighty men, If it means we got to run through an army there and back to get a cup of water, we choose to honor you. You're so worthy. You're so great. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen. Church, we just...